everybody. Welcome to Best Friends Club. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season nine, episode four, the one with the sharks. I have to say that in this episode, and actually now that I'm thinking about it, the episode last week as well, and honestly, maybe all of season nine, I can't remember yet, the outfits on Phoebe and Monica are so bad. Have you noticed this? Like Monica's button-up shirt. It's bizarre. Like her button-up shirt or her like really loud, like loud patterns. That's like they, they start putting her in a lot of like browns, which I kind of feel like they've always done. And she suits brown, but it's like schlubby looking. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's offensive. And I was going to say that it was all of them. But then they're like, Rachel gets some super cute outfits in this episode. And I feel like Phoebe's got some clangers. She always does. But then like Monica, they're really just like dressing her really schlubby. Yeah, Ugh, I don't know. Annoys um, me. And on the other side, I kind of like uh, Rachel's kind of boho looks that they have. Yeah, they're she doesn't really have a storyline. And in this episode um she just kind of provides some moral support for monica but um, oh good point <clears throat> but yeah she just kind of has a the beach waves and i think it's just cute breezes in with a cute outfit and a beachy yeah. wave and then breezes back out I've, i also feel like they're putting monica in a lot of like shiny polyester <laughs> i don't know it's i mean me. it was 2002 well rachel looks cute they could have extended the the, the effort <laughs> I guess the other day um when I told Matt how you and I have to go through our boxes that your parents have for us mm-hmm. Renee and Ashley's stuff mm-hmm. he's like is it just a bunch of um he's like what is it just a bunch of red pleather pants and I was like no those are those are long gone and then I was like actually you know mm-hmm. what those things are probably going to be all that's left during nuclear winter. Like they will survive <laughs> everything. Like the whole world will be burned down like, and that one pair this? of leather like, pants will clothe like, these humanity. These are red pleather pants. <laughs> I was like, come to think of it, the entire outfit would probably survive because my backless top uh-huh. um, was also I don't know. not made of natural materials. I feel like it was all very flammable. <laughs> it was. Um, but it won't break down. Oh, yes, that's true. It, yes, correct. So, uh, yeah, I, I, the, in the, I mean, I think they always kind of do Phoebe a little dirty with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause she's outfits. quirky. And, and then Monica always is bad. very 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I would just um, love to hear the reasoning behind it. Phoebe, I understand. I get why they have like rings and hair clips and weird yeah. fabrics and mismatched. And, like, I, I don't know why they give her so many cardigans because that doesn't really feel very Phoebe, and, but like, okay. Long skirts. Yeah. But like, why does Monica have to be schlubs half the know. time and cute half the time? I would like to hear the reasoning. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, what we do know is that as we know in last episode, Chandler had to move to Tulsa because he fell asleep and <laughs> the consequences, the of consequences, he tasted his own medicine and it is bitter and Oklahoma flavored. 
So he's in <laughs> Tulsa for the weekend, but um, has to stay. He has to stay, which weekend. is annoying. It's like the it's first like weekend. His first weekend. I know. So it begins. And so it begins. The twins and Miss New Boobs. But Monica comes up with the, Monica comes up with a good idea. She's like, I'll go surprise him and visit him. We'll have a little honeymoon second, second honeymoon. honeymoon at the Tulsa Ramada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I love when she's like trying. She's like, there's some big rush on something. Man, I'm really gonna have to start listening when he talks about his job. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. When Joey's like, why did he have to stay for the weekend? And she's like, I'm really going to have to start listening. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really sweet that she's like, I'm going to go surprise him, you know. So Chandler, we flash over to Tulsa. And Chandler is in his hotel room singing Oklahoma, you know, as one does. <laughs> And considers hitting the gym and realizes that's not who he is. He's a guy who's watching porn in a hotel room. So I guess. I do think it's funny when people go to like when you're going to go to a hotel and you're like, oh, cool. It has a gym. I'll probably work out. (laughs) Okay, I do use the hotel gyms. (laughs) I was going to say I do sometimes when I'm traveling, not often when I'm on vacation, Unless mm. I already plan on bringing, I don't know. It's just like a whole nother pair of shoes. Like it if is. I'm going to be able to use that outfit and those shoes, it depends how long I'm there too, I think. Does it yeah. matter or do you like by rule, you always use the hotel gym? No, it's not by rule. If I go on a work trip, I at least try to go the day I get there and the day I leave because shoot days, I almost never can work out anyway because it's like 12 ish hour yeah. days like it's just there's not time um and I often have more work to do when when I wrap or like have to meet with people or whatever so uh, work trips I really try to go the day I get there and the day I leave and if I have a scout day those usually aren't quite as long um and then if we're going somewhere like New York or London where all we're gonna do is walk I don't worry about it because mm-hmm. you're just moving constantly so if I go to a city I don't really do it when we go on cruises, though, I work out, like, pretty much every day. Oh, I think I would, too. But that was, like, the – well, I didn't when I was on a cruise once. But, like, <laughs> that – they're usually, like, facing – they're, like, looking out at the water, right? Yeah, And they're they probably, are. like, and nice gyms. It's pretty nice. There's usually, like, plenty of, you know, cardio machines and free weights and all the normal, like, gym equipment and stuff. So it's pretty stocked. And um, I feel like with, the, with that, too, I guess – it probably depends because like whether you're going to stay on the ship all day or leave. But it's like if you're going to stay on the ship all day, like it's a great way. You know what I mean? Like why not? Like go wake up, do the gym, take your shit. Like you don't really have to shower because you're just going to go be hanging out by the pool anyway. Or you like take a quick rent. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's very easy and convenient, I think. I think it's a – It is. And you're on a cruise for like a week. So um, I was thinking the last time I went on a trip was to Sydney um, a couple weekends ago. I was there for like Ben was there for work during the week and then I met him on the weekend. We were there. I was there for literally 36 hours, I think. So I got there on Friday. I worked because he was working all day. So I finished my job mm-hmm. at the hotel. We went out Friday night. 
we had Saturday and then Saturday night we were going to a concert and then Sunday morning we were leaving at like nine in the morning. And so I just like brought a carry on with me. I didn't want to bring a checked bag. And so I was just like, I don't actually even have room for gym clothes, but I was like, I'm here for like a two days, like not even, you know? So I felt a little guilty. But I didn't. But I feel like if I was on a cruise and like all you're really packing is like bathing suits and a couple nice yeah. outfits, like you've got space for that type of yeah. um, clothes. Yeah. I especially, I guess I'm also more inclined, like I guess work trips are just a good example, which Chandler is on. Yes. But like when you're by I, yourself. I worked out at the gym like, on work trips. Yeah. You're like, I don't have anything else to do. This is actually a great opportunity. <laughs> To go to the gym. Um, yeah. But that's not who Chandler is. He's... No, true. He's going to run up the the pay-per-view bill. Yeah. And, Isn't that awkward uh, that, like, work's going to see that you really bought that awkward. I was told the name is, is would this, not appear on the bill. Is, is, is this, like, nut? just... <laughs> um, <sighs> so... So cousin Cassie walks in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so Monica uh, gets to Tulsa and is outside the hotel room and busts into his room. And yeah, Chandler barges yells, right in. Do not disturb and is like adjusting his pants and uh, clicks the channel over. In the mm-hmm. meantime, and mm. she's like, everything okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally fine. All normal here. And is watching the Sh- Discovery Channel, Sharks. <laughs> and I don't have anything near this because I've never been watching anything that was this much I wouldn't want someone to see. But when I was a teenager or like more probably like a preteen, I assumed I was not allowed to watch MTV, probably because like you weren't allowed to watch. Because I wasn't. Allowed. That's so funny. You know what I mean? Like I just You're there like, was something it's bad. Like, edgy about it that I was like, I'm probably yes. not supposed to watch this. So I would have like Disney Channel or Nickelodeon or something else that was like approved in my head on previous channel, so I could do the previous channel button. One Renee, one hundred percent. Me too. Yeah. You would type in something you knew you were allowed to watch. Mm-hmm. You would yep. hit yep. then the stuff that you wanted to. And then yeah, uh-huh. it was like finger on the trigger. Yep. Ready to go. So um yeah, so I only relate to that in this way. Um, not because I was giving myself a treat as Monica calls it. And <laughs> so um so she gets there and basically runs straight to the bathroom to call Rachel and is like, I caught Chandler molesting himself to sharks. <laughs> yeah, she thinks he's into sharks in a sexy way. Yes. Chandler watches shark porn. Chandler watches <laughs> shark porn. And so Aww. she comes home and she's like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, like, I, I don't, you know, you know, what would you, what would you do? Right. And Rachel is kind of having this conversation with him, like, you know, guys are different, whatever. And then she tells this story. <laughs> I was oh, with this guy. No. He wanted to pretend he was an archaeologist. And I was a naughty cave woman. And she's like, um, are you talking about my brother? Yeah. Didn't she's dis- like, yeah, didn't, didn't disguise, disguise that. that one for you. <laughs> like, ew. But I also love when she's like, um, Rachel's like, you know, 
guys are different, but you promised to love him no matter what. I always knew there was something weird about that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and sickness like, are in health. Yeah, and she's like, that means, like, if he kills someone, not shark porn, you know? Yeah. And so... um. They uh they don't really decide what she's going to do, but she does inquire with Joey at one point and is like, sharks don't turn you on. He's like, uh, wait, what was the Little Mermaid? What was the Little Mermaid? <laughs> <laughs> so they don't ever really like discuss this. And so Chandler gets home next week, I guess, from his trip. And mm-hmm. Monica is you know kind of like i have a surprise for you let me slip slip into a something a little less comfortable situation and mm-hmm. puts in a shark movie when he thinks he's getting porn mm-hmm. and i she's like do you want me to fast forward to something toothier or does it toothier crocodiles or right? does it always have to be sharks and she, i love when she's like let me be sweetie, part of yeah. this <laughs> let me he's like let me be a part of this <laughs> And finally, she just comes out with it. She's like, I saw you in Tulsa, and it was Angry Sharks. And he was like, no, no, no. It was just regular porn. And I'm sure no one has ever been so relieved to hear that their husband was watching porn in a hotel room. Yes. Um, But And he's like, how did you find the strength and understanding to, like, go along with us? (laughs) She's like, I'm really drunk right now. (laughs) Very, very drunk right now. Oh, Oh, my gosh. It's so, it's just stupid, but, you know, funny. I guess that's what long-distance relationships do to you. Um, well, and I was thinking, they haven't, they haven't been married, what are they, like, married a year at this a point? A year. And so, you're, this is when you're starting to find out stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. It's true. It's actually very true. I didn't really think about it that way. Um, so, also, we have... Joey, who sees a hot girl in the coffee shop, something new and different for him. That's nice. <laughs> and uh, he says out loud hot when he sees her face, and she thought he said hi, but they start talking. Mm-hmm. And I love when he's like, oh, you know, kind of fumbly, more so because he got caught. And I love when she's like, you just don't seem the guy, like the guy that does that very much. And Gunther, like, exclaims. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> guffaws um gesundheit <laughs> gesundheit so they go on the date and she has a very kelly clarkson look i you see feel- it yeah yeah like from mm. justin to kelly yes yeah I actually yes, a very very young kelly clarkson the way she talks and something about the way she looks she actually reminds me of a girl who was just like a one-off on gossip girl but i looked it up and it's not her um, but yeah, she's very cute. She seems very like sweet and easy to long with. And they're like talking about how he got the last of the cake of the restaurant. And she's like, I'm going to get coffee. Do you want anything? And he's like, any more cake? And then when she walks away, he makes that face like, he's what did like, I say was funny? I wasn't joking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I've never gone to someone's house and asked for cake before, but well, I guess I I'm also not Joey. Has. Right, you're not Joey. So it's like, right. But then he's kind of inner monologuing and looking around the house and is like, I've been scared by this painting before. Wait, this looks familiar. I've definitely been on this couch. 
and he touches the cactus and gets spiked and he's like okay you know thinking in his head like i've slept with this woman before so he's talking to the girls about it Mm -hmm. and um like they you know rachel makes a good point like she didn't remember you you didn't remember her like yeah who cares no harm no foul you both yeah. yeah first um like he kind of it's almost like a double standard when he brings it up he's like how could she not remember me i'm very good and rachel's like well how about this you're both so slutty you don't remember so you're perfect for each other and he's like "Mm, it's a good point um so they're like you know ask her out again let it go doesn't matter and we see Joey on the date later, and it seems like it's going well. She seems like she's having a good time. She's talking I about mean, her parents' divorce. She's, I was going to say, she's being quite vulnerable. Yeah. And and she is, you know, really kind of going there. And out of nowhere, he just blurts out, how can you not remember sleeping with me? Yes. She's like, it was really hard for me as the youngest. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How can you not remember sleeping with me? <laughs> Jeez, Joey. I know. He just has no chill. And she's like, I think I would remember this. And he's like, no, no. It was here and here and here and here and here. And not here. And <laughs> <laughs> not here. <laughs> And then her roommate comes home and Joey is like, oh, you remember me. I slept with you. So we're good here. So we're good. Mm-hmm. I was getting this, this mixed up where there's another time where I feel like Joey sleeps with roommates, but I don't think we meet the roommates. I think we just hear about we it. We don't. That's right. That's when he says... He wants something more meaningful. Yes. And yes, that's he's right. He's like, you didn't give me an an advice. You gave me a pickup line. And he's like, who cares? There were three closeness schmozeness. There were three of us with like some girl and her roommate. Um. Yeah. So he looks like a giant d bag here. And then when she's like, we're good, and she just gives him the look. He's like, I'll show myself out. Um. But yeah, I can't imagine, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, we've talked about this. Like, Joey's dating life and our dating lives, not the same. Not even, like, in the same category of anything. But can you imagine, like, coming home from a date and, like, the guy you're on a date with slept with your roommate? I just feel like it'd be so awkward. (laughs) You know? Um... No, I'm trying to actually picture this. I know. Uh, no. no. No, I can't imagine that. <laughs> well, I was just like, the last time that would have been... I guess I... No, I guess... Okay, hold on. I, I was thinking back in Chicago, but I lived with girls in... This didn't happen to me, but one of my roommates in New Zealand... Um, I don't think they both hooked up with the same guy, but I think one liked a guy and then he ended up asking the other one out 
And it just was really awkward, but it was also awkward because of how the girl who he asked out handled it. Like, I think she knew Mm. that, yeah, so it was just, it was, it was just not a good, it wasn't a good situation for anyone. Mm. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's awkward. The whole thing is awkward. I don't know. But, um, yeah, Joey just kind of clueless and doomed in this department <laughs> oh. but lastly we have Paul Rudd end of podcast because <laughs> that's all Thanks. I really want to talk Bye. about do, is Paul do, Rudd do, do. Okay. Um, well I mean he so, pretty much is the rest of the episode so yeah that's yeah, fine I know. He can- I know that's all I want to talk about <laughs> so Phoebe comes to the coffee shop and um, asks Ross to zip her up because nobody offered <laughs> on the way oh here. <laughs> that dress isn't the worst. It's not my favorite, but it's not the worst. Yeah, that's true. Out of all the offensive things we've seen in this episode. Um, and Ross likes it too. He's like, oh, all dressed up. And she's like, yeah, mm-hmm. Mikey's picking me up for a date. Mikey. Mike is picking me up for a date. <laughs> and she kind of starts to ask, you know, how's it going? Is it serious? You know. And Ross, trying to be really sweet, is like, you know, you're just, you take it in your stride. Your dating attitude's really healthy, and you're just not worried about settling down. It's never anything serious, but you're just having fun, and you don't want to get married. And I'm like, he is not, this is one of those, like, the intentions are really good here. Mm -hmm. Um. But obviously, it is just, it lands so poorly. And Phoebe is, like, suddenly questioning her entire dating relationship. Her entire dating life. Like, Ross is definitely trying to come from a good place, right? He's, like, trying to compliment her on, like, how breezy she Mm -hmm. is. And like, oh, like Phoebe, man, I just admire it. Like you're just, you're just, like, he's trying to basically say that she's like strong and independent and has a strong sense of self and like doesn't need that to be defined because, you know, he's the opposite. He's like, I love love and like always yeah. wants to dive right in. Yep. And so I really think he's trying to admire and give a compliment. And I don't think it's meant to be backhanded in any way, is it? No, I, I really don't think it is. I think it's all like oh, you know, I'm so I'm so uptight about this stuff and you can just be casual and, you know, it's like a compliment. Because yeah. he sees Agreed. such an opposite response in himself. Um, yes. And I love when she's like, I want to get married. And she's like, oh, no, no, don't cry. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been divorced three times. And he's like, she's like, at least you've been she's married. Like, at oh, least no, you've been now married. I'm jealous of Ross. It's like, I want to trade lives with Ross. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it just all goes wrong. And then Mike comes and she's blubbering and tries to cover it up. But it's clear she's very upset. And um, it is I like laughed out loud when I was watching this, even though I've seen it a thousand times when she's like, (sighs) how do I look? And he's like, oh, do you have a compact in your purse? You look great. (laughs) So. So. I was thinking about that. Are compacts a thing? Like, if somebody said that present day to mm. a 20-year-old, would they know what, 
they were being asked for. That's a good point because you is know this... what? Hmm. They just use their what? phones. Yeah. I was like, what do they use? Yeah, you're right. Our, yeah. We do too. They. Well, we do too, right. But yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. carried around <laughs> we all just use our phones. in 20 years. Uh, yesterday, I took the bus to um, a friend's barbecue in town because we were going to be drinking. I didn't want to drive and I just mm-hmm. really didn't want to be bothered Ubering. Anyway, um, I was running a little bit late and so I was like, oh, I'll just bring my makeup and do it on the bus because I'm sitting there. Um, and so I did have to use like my eyebrow powder mirror. Uh huh. Um, to do so, I'm like, I guess I I could have used my phone, but it would have been tricky trying to hold like three different things and do the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I did. I guess I. It, but it's not. It wasn't just. It's not like just a little mirror, which is what a compact used to be. Like literally just a little mirror. Do you remember? Yeah. It was almost like those little hairbrushes people had. Um, it kind of reminds me of. I told brushes. you that I watched. Listen to to that um podcast where they were like asking gen z like what's t9 <laughs> they were oh like oh my gosh like they, no. that's so I feel funny like a compact would be the same thing like oh i don't t9 think they is would so know good especially because it's out of context you would have no idea mm-hmm. like i don't <laughs> even know how to explain <laughs> uh yeah, that's really funny. What's they were? They were like, we need some context, and they were like, okay, we can like tell you it had to do with a cell phone, and that was it, right? Or like they're like, it, yeah, something like that. Um, oh, that's anyway, really funny. yeah, I I feel I feel bad for both Ross and Phoebe here because like clearly Phoebe just I had know. something else on her mind, and like that is awful. Like you know how sometimes you try to give somebody what you think is a compliment, and like yeah. They are not taking it as one, no matter, even you're like, no, no, like, let me justify. And it's just like getting worse and worse and worse. I'm like, that's what's happening here. And like, he didn't mean to put her in this mood before her date. And poor Phoebe didn't know she was going to react. Often happens with um, single people, and where it's like, oh my gosh, you're just like too good for anybody. Like, that's why, you know. (sighs) nobody is good enough like I wouldn't you know let just anybody date you you're too good and it's like okay well at the same time I'd like to meet somebody so you know I feel like there's always those like they're not backhanded compliments but it's like okay this isn't helping me either I know yeah yeah well, but like um like even like I have a friend who's really tall and she has always been so tall that she feels like she's towering over people and she just wants to be little because Aww. she always feels so tall and like she's always taller than boys and whatever and so she's like I know when people call me tall or like you know they're like being glamazon and yes yeah Like, I know that they are genuinely giving me a compliment, but she's like, I can't receive it as one because, like, it's something I've been self-conscious about my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's almost the root here. Like, Phoebe hasn't really sat down to think about the fact that she hasn't been in a serious relationship. I think, like, oh, you take things in your stride. You're casual. It's so great. That was probably where it should have ended when he was like, oh, you don't want to settle down to get married. And she's like, what? 
And then you're kind of like, what am I putting out there? What am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Like, you know what I mean? So, Or if you're just, yeah, if you're like, okay, wow. Like when he's like, you're in your 30s and you haven't had one serious relationship. And it's just like, whoa, I've never thought of it in the aggregate like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, whew, poor Phoebe. So they go on their date and... Then Phoebe checks in with Ross later about how it went. And she's like, it was terrible because I cried every time we started talking. Mm. And would you call this girl? And he's, Thanks, yeah. for yeah. Yeah. Thanks for a lovely evening. Thanks for a lovely evening. And then Phoebe kind of is like, you know, this could have been the guy. Yeah. The, the, he's great. the worst part. The worst yeah. part of it is this could have been my serious guy. Like, which, it can't gosh, be the universe tricky. tea leaves guy who was like, I've got oh, a PhD gosh. and you're breast. Oh, pretty. Mm. <laughs> Ross couldn't scare um, him away a little faster. Do you know what um, is? I feel like so, like, I don't know what the word is, but when dating – you mm-hmm. have to approach everybody with like, okay, this could be the serious. Yes. It's like every single time you have to set yourself up fresh for like, I want to bring my whole self. I want to protect myself. You need to be vulnerable, but like protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You want to like give it, you know what I mean? You just have to like constantly have that sense of optimism and hope, which like is tiring. And then it's it like- is. You know, but then it's like you're going to get knocked down by PhD guy versus like you never know when it's going to be a yeah. Mike Hannigan yeah, waltzing in your totally. life. I always Ugh. think about that. It's different, but kind of the same like blind optimism. I always think about that in huge sporting events like the Super Bowl most recently. I'm like, you have to go into that game believing you are going to win. It is the only way. However, half of you are wrong. Now, you're talking about the players, not the, like, people who care so much they cry the when their team loses. Oh, no, okay. the players. The players okay, have okay, to okay, enter yeah. that game assuming yes. and playing yes. as if they are going to win. Because if they're like, oh, there's no chance, you will play like or that like, and you definitely won't yes. win. Yes. Do you so, know what? That is such a good point. You have to set yourself up yes. for, like, the possibility of mass. I don't like being disappointed right and so I think I often try to level set maybe this is a normal thing right where you're just like okay let's hope for the best but we're gonna plan for the worst we're gonna expect I guess maybe not expect the worst it is that is the right word it is safer safer. and I know that it is a safety thing for my own Uh uh fragile emotions yeah to be like well I just don't want to be taken off guard I don't want to be you know caught disappointed I and so Mm-hmm. But you're right. But for like sporting events, yep. you can't. I kind of feel but like love is the I, same way. I actually think that that is probably what separates some professional athletes from people who can't make it. It's not always just talent. It's heart. And if you can't like Aww. go in 100. Seriously, if you can't go in 100% and leave it all out there, like you won't make it because someone else will. Someone else maybe a tiny bit less talented than you. I mean, center stage all over again, you know. Um, but I do feel like it's like that with dating. But it's, man, even more exhausting because the like stakes. at least when you're playing football, you're on the team already. You know, it's like you get to play next week. 
but like dating <laughs> it's like you have to play as if this is going to be your person and also every single time but yeah but you have to like ease into that it is it's just a lot yes but like clearly they yourself, had a good connection yeah. and so like yes. could be the person could not be the person um but yeah what a what an exhausting experience and when she's like oh my gosh I had two really great dates with this guy what if he's the one and now he's gone so um Ross takes it upon himself once again the intentions are so good uh, unfortunately Ross doesn't have boundaries like normal people. Yeah. And shows up at Mike's and is like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Ross. Yeah, Mike's from the coffee house. Can we talk about this? And I love when he's like, you're not going to like try to get me to join a cult because you kind of have that look. You have that Um, look. Damn super cuts. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? Yes. And and you, you can tell me to hold on and we can talk about what happens first. But I feel like. The intentions are good, kind of, but does this also feel reminiscent of, like, here's Ross determining that he's, like, it's, like, it's giving me Ross showing up at Rachel's workplace vibes. For sure. That's what I was saying. Like, he doesn't have boundaries. Like, his intentions are really good. He's trying to right his wrong because Phoebe has essentially, like, blamed him for this. Um. She's not wrong because he did get in her head, but like he wasn't trying to ruin it for her. You know what I mean? Um, so he thinks, oh, don't worry. I can fix it. He can't. But he, I guess he thinks it's worth a shot. And then he makes it worse because he tells Mike, oh, she was upset because I said something offhanded said about something her not having a Said something stupid and then repeated it. Ross repeated it you make fun of Joey for doing this my goodness I know and then Paul Rudd is like well is that true and he's like well it was except ergo vis-a-vis what I was about to say is what (laughs) I I will now say say. (laughs) um except her super serious relationship with Vikram Vikram that's a real name (laughs) and you know what I can confirm it is a real name my friend growing up her brother's name was Vikram Oh, you know, I know it's a real name. It is a real name. Okay. Um, Confirmed. Confirmed. Only because I said it, not because Ross said it. (laughs) And uh, then Ross, who is just like, I don't know, bouncing all over the city trying to manage the situation, goes back to Phoebe and was talking to him about, she's like, he called and she's like, great. Um... Because I went to talk well, to him well, and when he's know. when Ross is at Mike's apartment, doesn't he say Mike says like, oh, no, like, it's totally fine. I just got off the phone with her. We're going out tomorrow. And he was like, oh, OK, I didn't need to come over here and meddle. And so like <laughs> yeah. and then he goes. Yeah. And that's when he goes back over and Phoebe's like, yay, we're going yay. out. And he's a like, little yay. dance. Um, yeah. The cute little dance. Um, but then Ross is like, well, here's what happened. I told him you were in a six year relationship with Vikram and she basically threatens yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to <laughs> Lucifer. 
Oh, she's so mad. She's oh, and I do not blame her. Freaking Ross. Imagine. I know. I know. Renee, and imagine I, if like I can't. your best friend's brother I started meddling. I in just your love life can't. like this. I know. I would, I would dig my nails into him, I think. No, you stay there, you give good advice, but you don't keep going back and forth. And you know, <sighs> Ross kind of gives this whole backstory with who Vikram is and what he does <laughs> with his kite designing like, freelance a and freelance you know, kite designer who used to date Oprah. <laughs> yes. I think you'll change your mind when you hear a little bit more about Vikram. <laughs> Sounds like a real catch. Um but Phoebe kind of lands on that she's gonna be honest. Until like she that. thinks about, okay, well, you know, if he can't handle that, then he can leave, which he will. And I'll just go on t- walking tours with widows and lesbians. And lesbians. Um, <laughs> but as soon as Mike shows up, which I love when he's like, you know, I don't remember the last time I opened a door oh. and you weren't there. And you weren't there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a like, great, polite dig. Oh. Oh my gosh which just sets us up for how um mismatched phoebe and my or mike and ross are they just are i actually really on the same wavelength i forgot about this like in the beer logger one that you're talking about that like this was kind of how they met each other and i can see why like mike like ross wouldn't be mike's favorite person <laughs> yeah yeah i kind of did too and it's just like get out of here ross like this is yeah. So Phoebe once again is upset and instead of going with her original plan of truth telling, she goes with the worst plan of Vikram just called. Yeah. <laughs> and then her story gets even more elaborate. You know, he slept with Rachel and he's a glue sniffer and it's oh like Oh my gosh. You know, it's this toxic cuz honestly, okay. Okay, here's the question. Mike is being really sweet. Um, and Phoebe is kind of like justifying why she talked to him and why it's got her all in a tizzy, this fake Vikram person. Um, okay. What do you think? Would you rather at like this phase in our life, let's say early thirties. Well, we're no longer in our early thirties, but Phoebe is, um, we, when we were, when we were, but even like now, but really like, I think the answer for yourself, I'm still mid thirties. Okay. Um, well, you are too. Technically. I am anyway. Too. Okay. I'm okay. just saying we're not early 30s. Um, no, but I no. think my answer would be the same then as it is now. But anyway, whatever. Would you rather be in a relationship with somebody who had never had a serious relationship, had kind of had like two or three three week <clears throat> things that kind of fizzled out, or mm-hmm. be in a relationship with someone who has some sort of weird toxic tie back to her ex? Oh, the first one. For exactly. Sure. So I'm like, I know that this feels like an easier sell, but I'm like, I don't think it is. I think it's like someone else to blame. There's someone else with yes. something wrong, not me with something wrong. Right. But I think someone it's who also can't because like say no when their ex calls and gets all flustered about it. I know it's not real, but like that's what he's seeing, right? Yeah. Um, I think that would be I, more of a red flag to me. Yeah, I I yeah, I agree. And I think like at some point in my late 20s, I realized that like 
it takes two to date, but it's, it didn't take me that long to realize that, but I'll, I'll get to my point. Um, but it's also like the sum is greater than the whole of the parts. And so what I mean by those sage little um, riddles is like what you'll say is what you are about to say <laughs> about to say um, ergo vis-a-vis <laughs> this <laughs> good point i am ross um no i just i guess i just realized that like okay i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily hold somebody's dating history against them i think yeah. you have to weigh it up against the person For so sure. say somebody say somebody in their early 30s hasn't had a serious relationship is that because like like why might that be like Phoebe's a very free spirit she kind of just goes with the wind dates whomever like that to me is a little bit about her sort of lifestyle when she was in her 20s which like so we're not we're like you know what I mean like you don't expect 30 year old dating behavior out of somebody in their 20s who is like just having fun and not really looking to settle down. Yeah. And it's also about the other person and the partnership. So maybe it was just like the other people she was dating didn't want to settle down either. And I'm not going to blame her for that. Um, I, I think like, um, you know, unless it's like you go on a couple dates with them and you can tell, I guess she doesn't know. She thinks maybe there is something wrong with her that he's going to realize. Yeah. And not just that like she was just in her 20s and being in her 20s about dating, like not interested in totally. settling. Um, the only other thing, though, I, I think that would make me um, a little bit insecure if I was Phoebe is that he just got out of a nine-year relationship. So yeah, even if even if she's totally fine with the, which she's not, but even if she was totally fine with the fact that like, well, I was in my 20s, I was just like having fun, whatever, I would just think like, well, that's not how his, that's not his approach to dating. He is like Mr. Serious and is totally going to think something's wrong with me for not having been able to do the distance. Oh, that's so funny. I was thinking about it the other way. Like it would be more of a red flag to me. Why did, why did this nine year relationship suddenly end? Like that's not great either, you know? And we Mm. find out it's obviously not his fault. And you know, his ex-wife had like drug problems. It's his fault. Precious. Oh. Um, oh, no, that's different. Okay. Yeah. His ex-wife had yeah. a drug problem. Um, Precious is like, not the nine-year. I didn't really have any long-term serious relationships besides Matt. Well, other than, Renee, don't forget Vikram. Vikram. Other than Vikram. <laughs> You're super serious kite designer boyfriend. But, like, Once I he was done start, dating Oprah. I would start to date guys and it would end very quickly because I was like no this isn't gonna work or they sucked or whatever yeah no that's true you I'm not gonna stick around for garbage not that that's what other people are doing but like when it was obvious to me I'm like yeah I'm out my mom's like you're too picky I'm like no I just they suck why would I stay with them well I think like it's different right like yeah you're right I think there was relationships that I stayed in I stayed in a relationship for like a year and a half I knew after three months that I did not want to be in that relationship and but I didn't I I thought you know what maybe it'll get better because you hear relationships take work and so I was like okay well it's taking work like on Mm -hmm. paper this guy's really good and on paper Mm -hmm. we seem compatible and and like looking back like yeah as friends, we were very compatible and we should have never been anything more than that because instead I think of we would have been great friends. It's a pile of garbage. 
<laughs> and <laughs> instead kidding. of a year and a half, it's but the also, end of time. But also, even that, like, that sometimes that's how you learn. Like, you oh, 100% didn't it's do that again. Yeah. If you did that constantly, I'd be like, okay, we have a problem here. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's a good point. And but no I, one knows yeah. the ins and outs of your relationship except you. But, like, you were like, okay, I just had to figure that out. And now you know. I also time. think the difference is you were a lot quicker to fall for people than I was. Mm-hmm. I was a lot more hesitant and reserved. And so then I think I, when I got into it, it was a little bit like, well, you know, this is supposed to be right because I like, you know, hedged all my bets and whatever, did a risk yeah. profile um, versus where you were like, let's see where this goes. Okay, no, not going anywhere, you know? Yeah, and so it was sure. like you got in quicker, got out quicker. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, neither one of those things, like me not having a very long-term relationship and you staying in one relationship longer than you probably needed to is not, like you said, it's not the sum of the parts. It's like, it's one thing that has happened in our course of dating um, that you learn from and you figure out and eventually it works out. But um, Do you know what the phrase, the sum is greater than the total of the parts or whatever or the whole is greater than the sum of the parts do you know what that means um the average is more important than the individual things no um no i don't think wait what did you the average is more important no i don't think so yeah because you're you're describing it as like it's not about everything it can be about one or two things or whatever what i mean is like if you and Okay, so in you and Matt's relationship, there are two people, but it's not one plus one equals two. There's almost like a third entity, and that's like the relationship. Sure, sure. Do you know what I'm saying by that? I do, I do. I kind of feel the same way. Okay, think about it this way too, in case anyone out there listening is like, she on drugs. She's not. Um, She's just sniffing magic markers once in a while. (laughs) <laughs> me and Paul, um, when you live with other people, there is the mess that you make and mm-hmm. then there's the mess that they make, but then there's also just like extra mess. And it's yeah. like if everybody cleaned up after only themselves, there would still be extra work to do somehow. That to me is the epitome of like the whole being greater than the sum of the parts. And I definitely think it's a thing in relationships. It is more than like you being you, Matt being Matt. The combination of you and Matt is almost creates thing. a third. Yes, totally. Exactly. Because then you look at yourself in other relationships and you look at those people in yes. other relationships. And you, yes. not that you are it's a different, different person, you technically no. are the same person, but it manifests very differently. And so, yes, I totally know what you yes. mean. Um, and it's, it's not just and like it's a third thing. Is that a thing? Different. You, me, and we. I mean, I'm saying it. I don't know if it's a thing. It can be. That's a thing int- Renee. Maybe we should write a book. We'll think about it, you guys. We'll think. We hear you. We hear you saying we should write a book. We'll think about it. But like, I, yeah, because you're right. When when well, you're in a different a relationship, you, me, and oh, we. I don't, we don't have to guide to marital intimacy. Oh crap! Well, oh, we'll call crap. her something else. <laughs> um anyway I don't need to belabor the point but yes it's not just about like oh when I date this person I act one way when I date this other person I act a different way it's just like yeah you do but it's more than that it's like I I I really can't think of it as anything other than like there is a third entity Mm -hmm. and call it spiritual call it it's something son holy ghost 
It is. There's some sort of like life force. The trinity in every relationship. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're going to call our book. <laughs> oh my gosh. Working you title. That, you said that as I took a sip of water and I am really lucky that I did not spew my water Didn't all over take. my microphone, computer, oh. phone, preamp. I'm going to tell everyone you AirPods, did. the whole enchilada. Um <sighs> Yeah, I I totally I I know exactly what you mean. Um it yeah, it is really interesting. But you know, thankfully one Mike is very sweet and says I think there could be somebody better out for you like me, but you know, not saying me, but maybe Oh, it's so cute. And it's really cute and he Phoebe then feels really guilty because she's lied and realizes I have to tell the truth which honestly bravo Phoebe even though yes you were weak in the moment this is the time to come clean she you like, will never have a better opportunity immediately snips it in the butt mm-hmm. snip it snip <laughs> it in the butt <laughs> our new podcast snip it in the butt um <laughs> So she's like, there is no Vikram. Ross made him up to cover up that I've never had a long-term relationship. And um, I love when she's like, I understand if you want to leave, I'll even close my eyes to make it less awkward. Yeah. He kisses her. Yeah. It's so sweet. So cute. So. You kissed me. <laughs> you kissed me. Um, Yeah. So they get over it, you know? And at the very end. <laughs> oh, God. What? Uh-huh. Oh, Ross, is that what you're going to – was that not what you are going to say? Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot about that. I wasn't. This is Vikram um, leaving on a yeah. message machine. Like, oh, my gosh, Ross, just get out of here. Just leave it alone, get out man. Of- <laughs> like, leave it alone. Have you not learned from Honestly, the first two instances Renee. in this <laughs> yes. – who is, who is more obsessive, Monica or Ross? Ross, like, 100%. Really? Yes. Monica, who dials into Richard's voicemail? <laughs> Maybe on my period or something. I think... It's very similar vibes. It is similar vibes, but I think Monica, in that moment, she was in the bad place. She was still so heartbroken. Well, what about when she goes down to cook the crit- the food critic at the you night school? Him? That's just petty. <laughs> I think but they're both right. pretty obsessive. They are. But it Ross, runs in the family. I'm going to blame Judy. I'm going to blame Judy, too. That's actually a really good point. But I feel like this, <laughs> Phoebe has asked him to leave it alone. And he hasn't yes. done any yes. such thing. Um, no, that's correct. Um, there's an episode of New Girl. I don't know if you've seen this one where Jess dates... Uh, Dr. Sam. Do you remember him? Yes. Okay. So they date earlier on in the show. And then a few seasons later, she's trying to get a new job. And Sam is dating the principal that she's trying to get the job (gasps) from. Oh. Have you seen this? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm not going to ruin it for you. But basically, she's like, I, what should I do? And everybody's like, leave it alone. And then she's like, comes back. And they're like, we told you to leave it alone. She's like, I didn't. I made it worse. (laughs) 
And that's what I feel like Ross is doing here. You really should watch that episode. Mm-hmm. The other things that are going on in the episode are pretty hilarious. So okay. anyway, Ross just I'll find yeah, it. He cannot leave it alone. Like we're all begging you, Ross. Leave it alone. Please. Um just do nothing. What I should have vic- done was nothing. <laughs> right. Right. Basically. No, but at the end when uh Phoebe's talking to Joey. And he's like, you know, my confidence is shaken. Did I sleep with her? Did I not sleep with her? And uh, oh yes, Phoebe, for some reason, I don't know why, thinks it's a good idea to basically read from Ross's script about, you know, being in your 30s and never having a serious relationship, thinking it's going to shame him into something different. And Joey's like, no, you're right. My life is awesome. My life is awesome. <laughs> well, I was wondering if she did that because in the last episode, he's like, I'm ready to settle down. And so she's mm. probably trying to be like, come on, you know, you've you've never settled down. You're It's meaningless. You need, and then, yeah, it backfires. <laughs> My life is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joey. Oh, Joey. Um, Joey, so yeah. Joey. So Phoebe and Mike are like a real thing now. And I'm into it. I am so pleased. I so am, pleased. I am very pleased. Um, very excited about this. Happy we're here. Glad to be with you, Paul Rudd. Um, next week, it's going to be Phoebe's birthday. I would never tell you it's not her <sighs> birthday. That comes across. That happens so quickly. Phoebe's birthday? Yeah, that well just I'm remembering what happens in that episode and mm-hmm. it's like so soon. Already. It's so soon. I know. I feel like I kind of forgot about season 9. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. But um season 9's yeah, great. It's great. It's really really great. Um but yeah, we're going to talk about Phoebe's birthday next week. So mm-hmm. okay. if you want to talk about that, this is the place. We'll be here. Yes. And so get your presents ready yep. and meet us there. Meet us at the restaurant. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for being here. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.